Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host Morgan Shepherd, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to the podcast. It is episode 52. I think the last time that I was on, it was June 13th of 2023. I was doing episode 51 and it's been a minute. I haven't been around. Where have I been? Well, get my shit together, really. That's what I've been doing. Job hunting. I took a little hiatus because I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. I didn't like what I was talking about. I mean, I I liked what I was talking about. I just didn't enjoy. I was getting overwhelmed, okay? I needed to create some more stability in my life and focus on finding a job, securing some financial stability, all that jazz. And the podcast just had to stop. So it did. And here we are. It is January 1st when I'm recording this because we love to start with a new day, new era, right? I also am wearing really loud pants and I have a new mic set up. Well, okay, it's not a new mic. It's my really, really old mic that stopped working with the computer. So I'm now hooking it up to the phone, which is recording the video. So we'll see how that works. I also don't have a pop filter, so I'm very, very conscious of all the little S's and the pops and, the, and it's, it's a little uncomfortable. And I know that Shantae, the movement maestro, says that you shouldn't start a video podcast until you have done 100 episodes on your regular just voice-to-mic podcast. And she's not wrong because I did. I did both. And then, you know, I came out with a YouTube channel and then everything just kind of fell to shit. So here we are. We're back. We're trying both. We'll see if it happens. I don't know. I don't know but we're gonna try. Today I wanna talk about a little bit about where I've been, you know? I was experiencing some depression, some issues with like just not feeling right about the performative nature of social media. And Shantae, Movement Maestro, did a great episode on that that came out today. You should go check it out over on Maestro on the mic. I may or may not link it in the show notes. We'll find out. But I had sent her a message about like, how do we handle the the fact that social media is essentially us coming online hello camera me talking to myself literally i am in a room i mean there's a bird out there and I'm, i could pretend i was talking to the bird but honestly i'm talking to myself i'm talking to the three little cam well i guess there's yeah the three little cameras on my phone and being like hey we're having a conversation anyways it's very much me oriented and someone in the business of being online and producing content for that it gets to be a lot because you you juggle what you feel like you should put out there you want to be authentic fuck that word right authentic and yourself and completely who you are and it becomes very Am I doing this because I need more eyes on me and I want to grow and I want to 
do all this stuff? Or am I doing it because I feel like I'm going to provide value and impact and help people and all that jazz? And if I don't have my shit together, then I really shouldn't be helping people, right? And somehow me saying, oh, I have my shit together and I'm better at this thing than you, in a way, you know, it kind of, (laughs) it just, it brought my brain to a halt of like, I don't have anything to say because I'm not better at things than other people, which technically is complete bullshit, but I'm also not better than other people, you know? We are all humans deserving, right? We could get into morality, but we're not. But like the idea that I am not allowed to share my voice because I might come off as being selfish. My point being is that I stopped producing content because I just didn't feel like what I had to say was valuable or worth saying. Or, you know, I needed my shit together, right? I needed a job, I needed more money, I needed more stability, I needed more regulation in my life. And it was a very interesting journey of trying to re-regulate my nervous system. And like, people talk about this in the little, the world out there, the industry, (laughs) about nervous system regulation and, you know, how stress affects your state of being, you know, whether or not you feel safe, whether or not you feel like you are able to be yourself. And I feel like social media presents presents this outlet for us to be ourselves. And yet at the same time, we feel like we're being squished into this box by all these other people's opinions of how we should be, which is bullshit. Like, be who you want. Stop trying to be someone because of someone else's opinion, right? And also share how you want right? I learned this relatively recently. I learned, but like was re reintroduced to this idea of how when we're a child and we're brought up in certain situations, not always negative, but sometimes negative, that that leaves a mark on who we become. And I'm not removing myself from any responsibility here. I'm just recognizing that the path that my childhood went and how there has always been a part of me that has felt that other people are trying to silence me, whether that is my brother, whether that is other family members, whether that is because I grew up in a country where I didn't speak the language. Hello, I moved to Morocco when I was two years old. I didn't even have the language of the people around me yet. I mean, eventually I learned French and a little bit of Arabic, but like my entire childhood was spent trying to communicate with people who couldn't communicate with me in the language of their birth, right? I mean, we're not bored with language, but you get what I'm saying. The neuropathways that are created when we experience this type of trauma, little t trauma, we perpetuate them, right? We perpetuate putting ourselves in situations where we feel that again. Not because we really consciously want to, but subconsciously our brain has been brought up to believe that that is the way life is, right? I was just realizing that there was a lot of ways in which my life has made it so that I am kind of pushed into boxes and and forced to bite my tongue about certain things in ways that don't feel good. 
So I've spent the last couple of months working on that and thinking about that and probably overthinking that because that's what I do. But we're back. We have things to say. And I have a little bit more stability around the other things in my life right now so that I can spend some time focusing on this. Go listen to the Movement Maestro's podcast from today. And, you know, she talks about how really we're using social media for business. You know, me and her and the other people that I associate with, essentially. And so for us, it is essentially we are there to help other people, right? Because obviously we want their business, right? We want their money. But, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I want to help people because I want to have an impact and I want to, I want other people to feel, I want other people to feel safe in their bodies to move. I didn't think I was going to cry, but apparently I'm going to cry, right? <laughs> I want other people to be able to feel safe in their bodies and move in their bodies in a way that is celebratory of how amazing the human experience is and how much joy you can get out of moving, right? And I think a great big part of that is using your food and your nutrition and your sleep and your habits and all of those things to support that movement, right? And I believe that movement is the key to a healthy life. And I want to help other people figure that out because I guess people don't, you know? But basically, Shantae was talking about how when it comes to social media and sharing content and putting yourself out there in order to help other people, it's really about having your shit together with this one specific thing, right? Having your shit together, but having your shit together in in a way that other people may not. You know, I, I don't have everything together, right? I have some things together, but there's one thing that I'm very good at, and I have my shit together with that. And sure, there's ups and downs, but that is the thing that I'm good at, and that is the thing that I need to help people with. Okay. Having your shit together with that one thing that you can help people with. And, you know, I listened to the podcast this morning as I went for a run, realizing that the thing that I have my shit together with is doing the thing, doing the movement, showing up for the experience of building a healthy lifestyle. And as much as I can doubt my ability to connect with someone and, you know, develop that coaching client relationship and all of that bullshit, I do not doubt my ability to show up and move my own body because I have been doing that for fucking years. I was a triathlete. I am a triathlete. I've been doing triathlon for the last 16 years. I think my first race was in 2007. And then prior to that, I was a hockey player for seven years. And then prior to that, I was on the swim team and I was on the run track team and I played basketball for a small semester. And I've just always been moving my body. Like one of the things that we did as a family was go hiking in the Atlas Mountains of Morocco. And that was what we did on weekends. We would drive forever, eat amazing food, and then hike. 
My mom didn't love it, but you know, she joined in. It was fine, but I've always been a person that enjoys moving my body. And so, you know, that's the thing. That's my thing where I have that shit together and I have all of the components of it. Not always all in, you know, it's not about perfection. It's not about me having 100% great nutrition all the time. It's not about me having the best sleep habits all the time. It's about, I know that the lifestyle that I have created is gonna support me in having a long and healthy life. And, you know, I can help other people figure that out because it's hard. A lot of people don't have that and I've done it while working multiple jobs. I've done it well in school. I've done it well, you know, having busy as fuck lifestyle with social activities, all of the things. I know how to fit it in. I know how to get it done. And yes, I battle thoughts around it that are negative and I don't want to get up out of bed sometimes and work out and, you know, I, I've been through the journey of not knowing if I was good enough to be an athlete, not knowing how to be an athlete, not even thinking I was an athlete. I spent the first 16 years, maybe not all of them, but many of the years of being a triathlete, not even thinking that I was an athlete. And I've worked through that and realized that, wait, no, I am. I have the dedication. I have the resilience. I have the desire to show up every day maybe not every day, but to show up and keep showing up for these sports and the movement and all of the things that make me feel good about life, right? That's what I'm good at. You know, and and it's gonna be different for everybody because what a healthy lifestyle is for me doesn't necessarily translate into what a healthy lifestyle is for somebody else. But the implementation, the the thought process that go into it, the obstacles that come up, the struggles that people experience, the mental chatter that gets in the way, the life experiences and things that come up, all of those are very similar. So the process of breaking those down into manageable things that you can work through, that is all very standard. I don't like the word standard. I don't know why I used that. But it's very, it's it's something that everybody experiences and you can learn the skills that you need in order to work through it. Hopefully that makes sense. Anyways, I'm getting cold because that's what happens. It being New Year's, right? I have a whole bunch of different resolutions. I don't like to call them resolutions, but like goals that I want to work on. But I think... You know, I've, I've started implementing the word of the year, right? Not my idea. I'm taking this from Shantae again. I started implementing word of the year. Last year, my word was communication. And I did. I communicated. I had a YouTube channel. I had a podcast. I put myself in positions where I could look for jobs, have interviews, do that whole big thing where you write resumes and send out application after application after application. I was social with other people. Even if my social media and my podcast and my YouTube, they all kind of like dwindled, I would still say that I communicated. Maybe not all of the things, <laughs> but I, used, I, did, I did do that. I did do it. I think... In thinking about this year's word of the year, I ultimately 
broke it down into what do I want more of? You know, like, yes, I, I could have business goals of like up leveling and making more money and having more clients and all of that jazz. But like, ultimately, at the end of the day, what do I want more of? What did I not have last year that I want this year? So for me, my word of the year is going to be movement. And what that means for me, essentially, obviously, I mean the physical movement of my body, right? I think last year I spent a lot of time in my chair. I don't know if y'all watch my social media, but I'm always sitting in my chair in the morning with my coffee, doing my little journal session, you know, and then I spend a lot of time in that chair. Like that is where I live, (laughs) in that little breakfast nook with my table and little chairs and like all my stuff. That is my little nook, right? So one of the aspects of movement that I would like to incorporate more is getting up out of the chair and actually moving. Like whether that is walking around the house, going outside for a walk, whatever, having more wiggle room, like flexibility time, get on the mat, do some mobility, Whatever it is, I want to embody the feeling or the idea or the experience of movement every day. And we're not going to like get out a habit tracker and be like, did I experience movement today? Yes. I mean, I could, but it'll be in my head. So it's not, I don't have to write that down. I have other things I'm writing down. But I think even just the physical movement of my body, but also the idea of progress, the idea of not staying the same, not staying stuck in the same position, physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, the idea of sort of getting up and doing the thing, not sitting in my chair thinking, and really seeing how much progress I can make over a year. I don't have any definite standards around that. I don't I don't know what it's going to look like. We'll see what happens. I would like to obviously bring the podcast back. I'm sort of dabbling in starting a blog. I think realizing how passionate I am about moving my own body and how much it makes me feel so much better. Like if I go a couple of days without working out, I am a little bit psycho, so I need to make sure that that is a priority. And I know last year I spent so much time trying to get a job, and then I was working different jobs, doing different things for different people, having different clients, and I didn't prioritize my movement. It's so funny coming back to the podcast because I can hear how shaky my voice is because I'm, like, nervous. It's so weird. I hate it. I hate it, but we're here, and this will go away. (laughs) Hopefully. At some point. Um, I'm also cold because it's cold in here and I turned on the heat and I really shouldn't have done that. But here we are. I don't want to like overwhelm myself, but I want to have more movement in that area of like not being stuck in a box, not feeling the boundaries of my childhood self. I went to visit my brother recently and it was an experience. I don't need to share it all online, so we're not going to talk about it. But it was very much like, hey, 
this is what your childhood was like. This is why you feel so much self-doubt, so much, mm, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, I don't know if I'm smart enough, all of that. That's where it comes from. Things to work on. But word of the year is movement. And as I like to think about going into the new year, you know, I may set all these goals and these resolutions and whatevers, but that first month, the first, honestly, the first quarter, really, it can be about experimentation. Like, I have a bunch of different goals. I, I want to floss more, right? I want to make my gums healthy so I don't lose my teeth. I want to, you know, I set up a whole training plan for movement. It does not have to be perfect. But part of it is going to be about, like, what works? Where do things fit? Now that I have new jobs, there are certain times where I have to be working or on and I have to move my workout to a different part of the day. Experimenting with what feels good for me. Because it's really... I want to be able to prioritize my movement in a way that still allows me to do all of the other things. So letting go of that perfectionism of, like... I have to work out every day. No, I don't have to work out every day. But I would like to move my body in some way. I did notice, and this was part of the taking a break from social media, and I keep putting my hand here, if you can see me, <laughs> because my heart is beating fast and it's hard to breathe because I'm on camera and this is, it's been a minute. But we're back. Um, we're trying. Anyways. I was saying that, train of thought, um, yeah, so I took a break also because when I left the food service industry, I stopped moving my body as much. I went from probably walking about six miles a day in the kitchen to sitting on my ass. And <laughs> while I still train, while I still work out, while I still exercise, and I'm still an athlete, I am not, I wasn't getting the same amount of movement. And honestly, I, you know, I went, I went into trying to build muscle and eating more. And then life happened and I stopped training consistently, but I still kept eating and stopped moving. So all of those things compounding on top of each other meant that I gained some weight, right? And putting on weight in your mid late 30s you put it on in different places than you used to right i put it on in places where i was like i've never had more weight here i i don't know how to handle this so it was emotionally draining and stressful and just like none of my clothes fit and i think i talked about this on the podcast before but like when that happens it's not immediate it's a slow transition. You sort of see it happening and you're kind of like, this is, this is happening. It's not a big, big drastic change, but it's enough for me to be like, I don't feel like myself in my body. So movement is going to help me get back to that. Not, I'm not, it's not a weight loss goal. It's not about that. It's about, I know I feel better in all of my joints and my wiggly bits and my muscles and tendons and all of the things, they just feel better when I move. So getting back to that, it's going to be key for me. But experimentation, letting go of perfection, 
buying a calendar and ticking off the little things that I want to focus on, right? I had been talking about my resolutions, goals, whatever, right? Flossing, moving more, some kind of training, progressive overload program, bringing back in the various tri-sports that I love. I would love to travel more this year. I think that would be fun. One of the challenges with traveling is my dog. If you follow me at all, <laughs> he is a special character. He's a rescue, lots of problems, but we're working through them. And one of my goals this year is to be a better dog mom, be a better dog trainer. So I'm gonna work on developing my relationship with him. And we're not going to put like the stress of having to show up every day, right? On that. I'm just gonna be like, I would like to roughly start training him two minutes a day, maybe three days a week will be where I start, right? I'm not gonna be like, expectations, two minutes a day, every fucking day, okay? Baby steps, right? And this is what I'm talking about when I'm like, I'm really good at doing the thing, right? I am very good at being like, here's this thing that I want. Let's break down all the steps to figure out how to get there. Let's think about all the obstacles that are gonna come up and get in the way, me not wanting to do the thing, it being cold, there not being any dog treats, whatever it is, right? So I will say also I have this lovely mindset of, I need to do everything. I want to do everything. But there is not actually room in the day for everything. So another thing that I want to focus on is prioritizing, scheduling, time blocking, having some kind of ritual around that. So for me, that is going to look like having a check-in every morning where I list out the three tasks that I want to do for the day. And then later in the day, have a checkout routine where I basically write down what is what needs to get done for the next day. So check-in, check-out, basically. And then weekly, I'll probably have a Sunday planning, time blocking, period. I'm kind of grouping that as a whole, this is the task, the habit that I'm going to focus on. And I'm not going to track it like a habit tracker, but I am going to put it in my calendar as a thing on my schedule that says, this is the thing that you do the first thing in the morning, right? Check in, check out at these times. And it allows for flexibility and and pivoting and resilience and learning through that process of like, if things are different in the day and I don't have time to show up in this way, you know, how am I gonna pivot? Practicing staying flexible is really important when you are setting goals. So, you know, if you are thinking about a word of the year, try something on, experiment. Nothing has to be solid and, you know, it doesn't have to feel restrictive. It doesn't have to feel like, oh, I have to do all these things perfectly by tomorrow, right? No, it's not about doing the same habit over and over and over again, right? Every day. One thing to consider, one thing to think about when implementing new habits or trying to create new habits is that doing it just once is actually beneficial. So the nature of just doing the thing once three times, whatever it is. Each time that you do it, you are building on what you have built before. So for example, I want to floss more in the new year, right? I want to floss more in the new year. And so the last couple of weeks, I have been flossing more, 
I haven't been like, oh my God, I have to floss every single day. I've just been like, okay, every day that I floss, I get to put a sticker on the calendar and celebrate that day that I flossed. And just by doing that over the last couple weeks, I already feel more secure in this habit. I already, well, it's not a habit yet, but it's a routine, right? A ritual that we are creating every day. And just by doing it, you are tracking it, A. Tracking something is always going to make you improve in all areas of your life. And B, you are reiterating how much benefit that this can provide for you. So like, the more I do it, the more I'm going to improve in other areas as well because I'm like, I am actually doing this thing. I feel great about doing this thing. I've succeeded at doing this thing already like 10 times. Okay, maybe it was like five, but like whatever, you get the point. Um, The point being that I have already started the process. So I think... I think a lot of people get hung up on the idea that January has to be perfect from the get-go, but really we should be using the month for experimentation and for figuring out what works in our own lives. So, you know, I might have this whole list that I've been thinking about for the last month and we're going to see what works. We're going to see if by the end of January, I'm like, fuck all these habits. I don't want to do any of them. We're going to start with something else. That's allowed. It's my life. I can choose to do it however I want to do it. So don't don't get hung up on, I have to show up every single day and it has to be perfect. If you are looking to improve your lifestyle, if you are looking to have healthier habits, think about what it means to you to embody healthier. Like, how do you define that? What does that feel like to you? Like in the way that movement to me, it means joyful. It means, you know, maybe I'm not walking every day, but maybe I just get on, get in. Like one of the things that I love to do is if I am microwaving something or waiting for something to boil on the stove, I will do some stretches in my kitchen on the floor. Like I have no problems with that. Lying down on the floor in the kitchen doing some stretches. I'm sure some people are like, oh my God, it's so dirty. Why the fuck would you do that? You know what? My, my kitchen is tile and it's white tile. So it always looks clean if it's clean and it looks hella dirty if it's dirty. So I don't know. I, I just, there's something about being on the kitchen floor that is safe to me. <laughs> so that's where I do a lot of my stretching. And that is movement. That has brought more movement to my day of just being like, oh, I can take these five seconds right now while I'm brushing my teeth to stretch my legs, right? What does healthier mean to you? And how would you put that in your life? Not as a, here's a habit I have to show up with every day, but more of like, how can I feel into this, right? Um, I started playing with poi, poi or little balls usually of weighted things (laughs) on the end of strings, right? Um, they're, they're actually indigenous. And so they come from a long line of history stuff, which I don't really know about. And I should, I did watch a couple of videos, but I should learn more. Anyways, I've been playing with them. I started with sock poi, which is basically a, a bag of rice inside of a long sock with a knot on the end. And you play them, you play them, you play with them. 
twirl them, spinning them, you know, whatever, learning new tricks. And, you know, that's not, it's not an, it's not exercise. Like, I'm not gonna sweat or I might sweat, but I'm not gonna like burn a bunch of calories, okay? But it's still movement, you know? And I've been incorporating that the last couple of weeks a little bit more. And that's been fun um, because my, my partner bought me some poi, light up poi for Christmas. So that's been fun. I've been playing with that a lot and I feel like I want to bring that into the new year more. So that's going to be part of my movement, right? Physical movement. I think also emotionally, I'm working on noticing when I get dysregulated and how I can use certain coping tools to coping tools, somatic tools, whatever they are to bring back some regulation to my body and my mind, emotionally, physically, all of that jazz. Anyways, long ramble. I think we should stop the podcast now. We've just gone on and on. Also, I think movement-wise, you know, I mentioned travel, but also just moving in my space more. I have a relatively large house, but I kind of want to move to a different house at some point. And In order to allow for that, I have to declutter, (laughs) weed out all the shit, which is a process. So ideally, you know, at the end of the year, I would like to have gone through the house, decluttered a bunch of shit, and feel like moving is possible. Right now, it feels very ominous. One of the things that I think that I want to leave you with is that the New Year's is all about attitude, okay? And you have a choice in how you show up every day, in how you respond to the world around you. Obviously, things happen, things affect you. You know, I woke up this morning and there was an earthquake in Japan. There's also freaking Gaza. Um, but you get to decide how you show up how you handle that but you can choose to let things affect you not choose but like practicing certain skills around regulating your body regulating your emotions doesn't mean that you're not feeling all the feelings okay you can still feel emotional about what's happening in the world. You can still recognize that climate change is really fucking us over, that it's going to be an election year, and who the fuck knows is what's going to happen. You can still feel all of those things and also feel joy and happiness and excitement for life because you get to live right now. You are alive. Obviously, if you're watching this, you are alive. You're not dead. There may be all kinds of shit happening, but you get to choose what your attitude is going to be for the day. In this moment, instead of being a sourpuss, turn that off. Put up a wall if you have to. You know, I'm not saying tune out the world because don't do that, but you know, I think it's really important for us to bring our joy to embrace The fact that we get to be in bodies and be able to move. Because not everybody can. I keep crying. I'm just emotional. Um, 
But yeah, movement. So pick a word. If you pick a word, let me know. Follow me on social media, Instagram. I'm coming back. We're working on it, figuring shit out. But let me know what your word of the year is. What do you want more of? What do you want to feel into? What do you want to experience? Let me know. And thanks so much for watching or listening or however you're consuming this content. And, you know, we're we're going to be coming back hopefully every Tuesday. We'll see what happens. No pressure. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Ciao.